Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. It's time for the B-A-Q-A-A, the B-A-Q-A, what you say? The B-A-Q-A with Mandy, the B-A-Q-A with Tiffany, the B-A-Q-A. Hey! Hey, Mandra. Hi, gorgeous. Your curls aren't popping, but this hair is everything. The curls are laid. Yes. First of all, Mandy has, think of Rudy Huxable and then multiply that times four. Aw. Right? That used to be my goal as a little girl. I'm like, if I could just get Rudy Huxable hair. The hair, right? Not the looks. No, I think, first of all, Rudy Huxable is beautiful. Keisha Knight Polio? No, I know. But like, do I look like her? No, no, no. I'm talking about the hair. Because, you know, you have this big, beautiful head of hair. And she always, as a little girl, had like this beautiful head of natural hair. And that was like jelly of all that beautiful hair. And so so you're giving. As I was, too. But Keisha Knight Polio is drop dead gorgeous. She was a cute. Rudy was the cutest and then she's a beautiful woman um thank you you know but yes her 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 hair was always like goals for me because you know they always tell little black girls that like your hair can't grow long and meanwhile here was rudy with her natural head of super long beautiful like textured hair which i'm like that's not true Mm -hmm. because rudy's hair is to the middle of her back and she's a black girl and so the middle of the back was the ultimate flex girl my hair is to the middle of my back (laughs) i don't i can't i never i'm not that it doesn't matter. I'm not that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But thank you. Thank you. No, but yeah, it just looks really cute because you don't really straighten it out. And I was like, Ooh, it's February. Empty. So you will see the blowouts more often because this is the one month a year when the the, the dew point is low enough for me to <laughs> mess with it because it takes so much time, like energy to protect it from humidity. Right. But I anyway, say who, but one of my sisters has enjoy. like a beautiful wig that that's the texture. And I'm always like, yes, lay. I'm like, I should like, get a wig. Honestly, no, girl, no, no, but they were so much. When you just don't feel like it's like putting on a hat with hair on it. Like, come on now. But at first so all, I, feel convenient. I feel like your hair is going to be like, if you don't get this thing off me, man, you have too much hair. You it's going to look like a helmet. Like your hair is so like thick. really micro corn <laughs> cornrows to get that done. You get them straight backs. <laughs> All right. The, the grass is always green. <laughs> I'll take it. So wait, we're you... recording a podcast. Hi. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> right. So, um, so, you know, every Friday um, we do Brown ambition question answers. If you have questions, we have some answers. Here's the thing. Caveat of the caveats. We're not your financial advisor, your financial um, planner, we're not your your attorney, your doctor. We're just two really smart, super cute brown girls on the interwebs who know a thing or two about career, business, and money, honey. And so we can give some advice with the smallest of the smallest grains of salt, but you're going to lean into the people that you pay to get like, you know, to stretch that grain of salt and to make it work for you. Okay. Deal. Deal. Um, so we usually do two questions. And so I think we should do a quick one first. Um, it's Money Week. Read- I'm excited. Yeah. You want me to read Monica's question off IG? Yes, because I can't find it. 
<laughs> well, also too, the best place to ask questions is to slide into our DMs on IG, oh, which yeah. is Brown Ambition Podcast. So Momo, aka Monica, says, is borrowing money from your 401k a smart move to pay off the debts? Ooh. Well, when you read this question to me, actually, I said, my response was like, I would have a very different answer to this mm -hmm. like five, 10 years ago mm -hmm. when everything was so black and white financially. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you, but my response probably like five, 10 years ago would have been like, oh no, that's silly. You're robbing Peter to pay Paul mm -hmm. and, and Paul is you in the future. Wait, no, Peter is, you're the one getting robbed. Mm -hmm. The Bible is great. Uh, <laughs> you in the future is who you're screwing over. But, um, you know, like my feeling now is, yeah, if it makes sense, like if it's a 401k loan that is, you know, zero interest and you pay yourself back through your paycheck, um, that can be an option. I feel like it's better than a, you know, better than, um, you know, what other option would there be to pay down debt if not for well, there's like balance earning more money, cards, right? Balance transfer cards, potentially more, more credit debt. If yeah. you have issues with that, I'm yes. not. Yeah. Um, How do you feel depends, I guess to your point, man, like what kind of debt are we talking about? Like an installment loan, talking about credit mm -hmm. card debt. But if you're talking about credit card debt, there are balance transfer cards. I mean, but that mm -hmm. really only works if your credit score is decent. Um, and then you still got to pay it down. You still yes. have the debt. It's just that now, hopefully you have a 0% intro APR yes. for 10, 12 months or whatever. Yes. To pay it down. Um, there's also like, a you know, a loan from a financial institution, ideally like a credit union where the interest rate is not as high as like a loan from like a big bank. Mm -hmm. So that's an option. But to your point that it's still borrowing money, it's basically about where you're going to borrow from. Now, here is the caveat, the thing before the thing before the thing mm -hmm. that any of these options, whether it's borrowing money from a credit union, borrowing money from your 401k, like doing a home equity line of credit out of your home if you own a home that these institutions pay people that are really smart with math called actuaries. And actuaries, their job is to do math on math on math on math to see how much money that they're likely to get from you um, if you make certain choices, right? So actuaries, are, this is how they get like, um, if you can get life insurance, they're like, nah, you 80 child, you're not likely to be here long, life insurance mm -hmm. policy, deny, because we're not going to get our money back from you. Um, but an actuary is going to look at you know, the the likelihood of the bank making more money than not when it comes to helping you with your debt. So know that basically they're betting against you, <laughs> mm. you know, like when people are like, oh, I'm going to get a balance transfer card. I'm like that other card, you don't want to have transferred all your money to this card. And now you have two cards and you run up the old card that you've paid off in the balance transfer. And now you owe two people. And so, but that's mm. honestly what financial institutions are betting on that you, it's still going to be, um, same old you navigating your finances in that way. And so mm -hmm. to Mandy's point that like, it's not necessarily a terrible idea to borrow from your 401k. If it Wait, can does, be a loan. Go ahead. Real quick, because I don't, I don't have the question in front of me. I can't find it, but it, is it, a, is he asking to just take money out? Cause there's a big difference we should talk about between. Okay. So it says borrow money from your 401k. Okay. So yeah. Borrow. Cause so, taking a chunk out, we don't like that. No. With no intent of putting it back in. Mm -mm. Plus there's taxes, early yes. penalty withdrawals, you know, but, but um, if you don't pay it back, this is what I'm meaning is mm -hmm. that like, there is the potential for not paying it back. 
Mm-hmm. And then that's when you fall. Your that's when you fall into trouble. I, I used to see it all the time when I worked as a preschool teacher. I would say there, a week didn't go by that a teacher was not telling me she was borrowing money from her four hundred one k. And I remember my dad um, would be like, "Don't forget, you have until basically the end of the year. You you have to pay it back." But they would be borrowing mm-hmm. and borrowing and borrowing, and then it all of a sudden is not a borrow; it's a withdrawal. And now all of a sudden, you pay taxes mm-hmm. and penalties on that. And so I just say all that to say that like that is the aim because they make money off the penalties. And so yeah. just be mindful that like, if you're going to borrow, are you someone who has the means and the discipline to actually pay it back? If not, there, mu- there might be a better way to navigate um, versus taking from your 401k. And I'll add to that just quickly. When you take a loan from your 401k and it's with through your employer's 401k and you're actively employed, you can take a loan out and just you'll pay it back on your paycheck each mm-hmm. month. And it all happens automatically. And you pay yourself. Even when my husband, we took a loan out from his his um, government version of a 401k, which is a TSP. Mm-hmm. When we were doing the home reno and I think we needed something more and we just ran out of cash. So mm-hmm. he did a loan. It was maybe like 10K. And um, you actually pay interest back to yourself too. Mm-hmm. So it worked out in that sense. But the caveat there is that if you lose your job, if you're fired or you walk away, then that loan can become due very quickly. Um, and you may not have the cash to pay it back. So yeah, there's pros and cons to everything, but I'm, yeah, I think you that's pros. compounding interest, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, that 10,000, you know, I mean, it, you guys put it into the house. So, you know, there's this return there. Um, mm-hmm. but if you're using it to pay down debt, potentially it's like, oh, that, that 10,000, what could it have grown to? if it had been left there. But these are the things you have to weigh because if you owe, if the debt you owe has 30%, like mm-hmm. a 30% interest rate, child, you're not making that in the market, not likely. So it might make more sense to be like, it's better mm-hmm. to, the best raise I can give myself is, is you know, getting rid of this debt that's costing me so much money. And to our, we, our, we had a guest this week called Vivian to your rich BFF and what she said about, um, you know, how you can only save what you can save, but you can always earn more money. Yes. And I think your ability to earn more money should factor into that too. Are yeah. you someone who has more working years? Are you, you know, coming up on promotions, like really achieving more and looking for more um, in the future? And in that case, maybe it's something that you'll, you'll make up for in the future, but only you can know that yeah. you sit with yourself. Yeah. So we not it's me not giving- the worst thing, but you know, child, yeah. if you're going to do it, do it smart. Do it smart. Yes. And don't come to us crying if it doesn't work out. Because again, where's, that, finance, where's that grain of salt? A <laughs> little grain of salt. We just say whatever we want. <laughs> <laughs> you want to take a break, Mandy, and come on back? I do. Oh, shit. I took us. Yes. Let's take a quick break. I took a sip <laughs> of my smoothie and now I have like blueberry kale teeth. <laughs> Mmm, that's special (laughs) for watching on YouTube. What a treat. (laughs) Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. 
Insure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, hey, BA fam. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. That's incredible. This is according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 150 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Okay, it's smart. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Just go to Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire. You need Indeed. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. All right, BA fam, you know we work hard and we play hard, but when it comes to investing and having your money in the market, you want your money to be working for you. That's exactly what the Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app can help it do. Keeps your money out there working hard and kicking you-know-what I love Betterment because it makes it easy for even a beginning investor to figure out how to put their money in the market and set it and forget it and be at peace with that because you know Betterment has got you covered with their automated investment and savings app. Their technology is going to give you advanced tools that are built to help you maximize those returns. All you got to do is visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Do you ever have subscriptions that you forget about? I did. Mm-hmm. Do you have a hard time canceling those subscriptions because they seem tricky or time consuming? Raise your hand. I know it's you. Okay. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Yes. I can see all my subscriptions in one place. And if I see something I don't want, I cancel it with a tap. I've never had to get on the phone with customer service in order to do so. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Okay. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash brownambition. That's rocketmoney.com slash brownambition. Rocketmoney.com slash brownambition. And we're back and black and browner than ever. All right. So our second question of the week, man, you got it? Or you, you want me to do it? Oh, I would love to read. Wait, 128, 128, right? I think so. It's bright flaming green. Here we go. All right. <laughs> hey, ladies from Erica on IG. I have received an inheritance of over $200,000 and I can't decide. I know this is super girl in the future. Like uh, just getting a windfall. I have received an inheritance of over 200 K and can't decide what to do with the money. I have been debating on paying my home off. I owe $154,000 
or purchasing an investment property. Please help. I just don't want to make the wrong choice. I feel like this is my only opportunity to build and generate wealth for my family. Thanks in advance. Ew. Very sorry for your loss. However, yes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, okay. okay. Come on. Coin. So, one, um, Y'all know I bought my condo cash, which was not the smartest financial choice, but it was the smartest Tiffany choice because of where mm -hmm. I was and whatever. So, but to me, the smarter financial choice, unless your interest rate on your home is astronomical, which, you know, the likelihood is I'm assuming you bought your home if you owe 154 because homes are so expensive now, you probably bought it, you know, the when, 70s? Before interest rate, yeah, <laughs> or maybe before interest rates hit like 70, 7%. I don't know where they are now, but maybe you got it when they were, when it was 2%, 3%, even 5%. That being said, paying off your home, that's great, but that money's literally just sitting there. It's almost like paying off your home is like the equivalent of like having your money in the savings account with mm -hmm. like, you know, a low interest bearing savings account, which, okay. With you no know. FDIC insurance to back yes. it up. Maybe yes. you have I home mean, insurance, I guess, but yeah, still. Yes, you know, but per, like actually putting your money to work. And so I'm saying this as someone who didn't do that. I'm not mad about myself not doing it because I did it consciously for other reasons. Emotionally, I need to be in a place where I didn't have to worry about a mortgage, but later I am likely to pull money out and then put it to work. Um, but at least for now, you know, like for the smarter financial choice, which is what you're asking about, like, like actually investing your money. Um, and if the second choice is to purchase an investment property, that is, you're going to make more money. You're more likely to make more money with that choice. Um, you know, looking mm -hmm. for an investment property, multifamily house, um, you know, even like commercial property, something that's going to generate some income for you. Um, I don't know where you live, but yeah, that is going to be the more income, the more likely um, option for generating like income and wealth for yourself. Because then there's a cycle, right? So say you purchase this next property, it's a three family house. I'm just making it up. You put down, you know, whatever the 200,000 or 150 or whatever, um, depending when you purchase the property, you know, you're starting to pay down the mortgage with the rent that you're getting. Um, and then the property potentially appreciates. It doesn't happen everywhere, but say you live in New Jersey, we're, we've been appreciating over and over and over. That property is now worth more. Now you've had $400,000 inside that, that home that you can now pull out some of it to purchase the next property. And so like, that is one of the ways that people start to um, grow a real estate portfolio by like leveraging the equity in one home, pulling it out, and then purchasing the next piece of property. That was the plan for Jarrell and I before he passed away. We had gotten a house from the city of Newark, paid $10,000 for it, renovated it for about $130,000. The house is then worth almost $300,000. We were going to pull money out of that house, rent out that house, pull money out, and then buy the next property. And do it again and again until, you know, until it was time for him to retire. And hopefully would have had maybe four or five homes by then that he could then manage. And that would be his income in retirement. And so, you know, I think it's a great idea. But, you know, you just be mindful, like, you know, you want to be a landlord because that ain't easy. Um, you know, mm -hmm. although there are companies that can help you manage. So I would do all my research before jumping out the window um, about what it looks like to to manage a property and like what those costs look like. In the meantime, put it to work just in an investment mm. account. I mean, I know that there's, um, you know, I'm not a financial, I'm not your financial planner, but I think 
first piece of advice, what we forgot, just get a financial, like an investment advisor. I think if you plan on like investing the money or putting it into a, you know, an index fund or whatever way so that it can at least be cooking and, you know, creating returns for you. I mean, dividends. Have we talked about that? If you talk about like an investment property, you can like physically think of a a tenant giving you a check with money each month. But stocks can do that, too, if you if you invest into dividend stocks and then um, dividends are literally just money that the companies pay you for investing in their stock, like a thanks for sticking with us type thing. Um, and I love to look at my dividends that I've earned and be like, oh, hey, we, we made extra money, money that I didn't even put in almost like an employer match, but they're not mm-hmm. matching, but they're giving you a little something, something. Anyway, I think investment property or paying off your house are two big options, but they're not the only one. So yes. um, there's nothing wrong with like, Tiff, if you decide like you're not ready to be a landlord, doesn't fit your lifestyle right now, mm-hmm. just put that money to work and you can invest it and then um, invest it wisely. That's why I'm saying get an, an, an advisor because they can help you make sure that you're not too risky yes. with it if you plan on using it. Or they may say, hey, if you're going to use it on an investment property, let's put half into a high yield savings account that you can easily get to and put the other half in the market, etc. But um, 200K sounds like so much money, but it could like if you really want it to last, like, mm-hmm. you know, provide for your family, it's going to have to be invested in some way, form or yes. fashion. So um, congratulations yeah. with great money comes great responsibility. responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> but I'm so glad you're thinking about it. You know what I mean? Like, because I'm asking us. Would like would have blown through it. You know, this would have been like, girl, you know, you, you buy mm-hmm. a car and a you know, a little wardrobe. And before you know it, you're like, damn, I'm back where I was before, you know? So, you know, the, one of the things they tell you when you, when you win the lottery is don't do anything with the money for the first six months, do what Mandy said, right. You know, put it somewhere, you know, because it's under 250, it's protected in a savings account, high yield, sit with a financial advisor, create the plan mm-hmm. and then be like, okay, now I feel fairly confident that I can move forward, you know, that I'm not just jumping out the window. So Congratulations twice for Erica for getting that inheritance, but then also really being strategic about how you want to spend it. So thank you, BA fam, for your questions. Hit us up. We're at Brown Ambition Podcast on Instagram. Send us all your questions. And we hope to see y'all next week for another episode of Brown Ambition Q&A. Yeah. And for this episode and the one before and the one before and the one before. Okay. Stop trying to keep it to yourself. (laughs) <laughs> oh forward it okay forward, forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 send it to a friend send it to a friend to a friend to a friend bye bye <laughs>The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.